Welcome to the Hashtag Hope Wall Podcast with your host, Destiny Davies, proudly brought to you by The Solitude Project, bringing you conversations behind closed doors where others share their stories of love, hope, and inspiration, including the tools they have used to overcome adversities in this journey called life. To the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Hey guys, it's Destiny here and welcome to episode 19. Today I'd like to introduce you to Hads Tehuia, who is originally from the west coast of New Zealand and the founder of Bomb Life NZ, which encourages followers to live the bomb life. Today he will be sharing his story in episode 19, My Father Didn't Think I Was His. So take us on your journey. Uh, I'd like to, like to take back to even before I was born. Um, my um, my father, so it sort of happened when I was sort of, well, I was sort of not planned, so to speak, and I came, you know, I came out to, um, into this beautiful world, but the world that I was born into wasn't exactly beautiful. Um, you know, my, my father was quite an abusive person, and, um, he was a very, he was a, a mental abuser as well, you know, manipulator and stuff. I'm not trying to put him down, but it was just, it was what it is. It's my story. So, mm. gave my mum a hard time, and you know, as I was born, I think I was even only a, what, a, just under one. Possibly, I was taken from my mum and sent to my grandparents to be looked after. My dad didn't really believe that I was his, so. Uh, yeah, it just, it took him a long time for him to accept that, but I didn't know no different, I was only a baby, but growing up though, I've seen a lot of, you know, the ones where warriors lifestyle, you know, the father, you know, and all that stuff, being abusive, and, you know, the mother taking the beatings, and the, all the verbal abuse, and that sort of created, which I didn't know till years later, was like a anxiety, it created a, a real... I got really scared, you know, as a kid, used to, you know, and yeah, I, I, I witnessed events that I shouldn't have seen, you know, as a, as a child, you know, seeing what my father did to my mother, and and those things, well, they will always live with me, and you know, and the hardest, hardest thing about it was, like, I, I loved my father, but I didn't know how to love, because my dad wasn't that type of person he spoke to me like a man you know regardless of what age I was from one all the way up to 11 still spoke to me like a man he was very strict but um you know like he was the main thing for what made me so emotion emo uh, you know how do I put it so like well because I was so unstable mentally because of what he put us through and um you know that sort of pushed me towards having almost suicidal thoughts myself um my father was brought up the same way so you see how it's like a generational thing what happened from his father and his father for him so it came to me and the thing about it was i was never an angry person i was always a lover i was always that person to share my toys to share you know and um i always wanted people to be happy and 
for me to be put through like so much misery and my mother at the same time it sort of that shadow just was cast over me for years it wasn't until um let's say about 10 years old my dad started getting sick and from there you know went to doctors and doctors said they couldn't find anything didn't know what was going on and um well, probably about a year later they found out he had cancer and uh, I don't know what cancer was I think it was over in the kidneys or liver uh, I can't remember but it was one that would spread and it was by that time it was too late he had to ride it out and there was no, mm. no cure for it that was also another big hit on me mentally you know it was like the, the man that I love my barber is now not gonna be around for too long and I loved him but I hated him because of what he did to me and mum and I was real mixed emotions as a man you know as a young fella anyway back in those days we had no role models you know we our role model was beers alcohol we had no kai in the, in the fridge it was alcohol before kai back in those days and I, I used to go stay with all my cousins and you know go and eat out their fridges until I get kicked out of their house and I go to the next so it was a real like trying to figure out how am I going to survive and I used to go to parties growing up and um, in my adolescence and I never went to parties to have fun. I went to parties to go and steal meat out the freezers because I knew mum had, had no kai. And so I, I did all that stuff just to keep mum rotating, keep, you know, keep everything going. I even had to leave school to chop wood to try and get money to help mum pay the mortgage because mum, like after, you know, dad passed away and, and you know dad was the breadwinner you know so when you don't have that what do you do mum couldn't step up because she wasn't strong enough mentally so that made me even more down in the dumps and i had to figure out man i gotta i gotta step up and do something and whatever it is i don't care as long as i know the wheels are turning at home and mum's all good so i you know it was real hard growing up um especially at school because i don't know who to talk to we had counselors and that stuff but we saw, you know, well, we're, we're real people as Māori, and the thing is, is I, I think this is why I don't really like to talk to them, is because how are you going to fix my problems, you know, like, I can go and talk to you and feel good, but when I go home, I'm going straight back to the same thing that I've, you know, and, mm. um, and I go home and I'm back to your oh, mum's arguing over me or something about something, or mum's gone up to the pub, she's, you know, playing the pokies, and i got no clay at home, so I go, so, um, yeah, no, I, it was real hard at school trying to, you know, trying to, you know, while all these other, well, maybe yeah, a lot of a lot of other kids were going through the same thing as me, but at school we never showed it. But, um, yeah, it was just real hard growing up as a teenager. Um, turning on to about 12, 13, New Year's Eve, my cousin got murdered. Um, uh, on New, yeah, on New Year's night out of their hometown out on the West Coast in... Um, he got caught up in the altercation and um yeah it ended up with him on the ground and he was um he ended up getting stabbed um and he was my role model at the time because it might it was like my whanau we never had gangs like the mongol mob and all that stuff but we our whanau was a gang in itself and we we pretty much were respected out on the west coast but they put a big dent in our whanau when we lost him and he was my he was my my big brother so to speak and to lose him there was like another mental thing on me at 13 so 
at that time of my life, I was thinking, bro, is life supposed to be like this? I used to look in the mirror and just think, bro, why, why me? You know, like, you know, you know and then people used to tell me about going to church, see God, and I was like, bro, fuck, obviously God don't like me. He took my old man, he took my cousin, you know, he's put us in this situation, and I was negative as, and um, I ended up, um, but uh, I don't know, there was just some some out of it I don't know something inside of me call it hope uh, maybe but I I knew deep down that I didn't deserve any of this I knew that there was something out there for me I knew I had a I had a um, was I had a reason to be here there's a purpose for my existence and, and I and it's not gonna happen now but it will happen in the future and how that happened was I I, I, I how I realized that that was true was I went to um, anger management one day at school and the teacher Coral Stewart still remember her she told me to um, draw on a piece of paper anything and I said oh yeah whatever so I go and drew a stick figure just to show how much I care I don't care and then I threw it away in the rubbish she goes oh cool she grabbed another paper drew another one and I said oh yeah sweet done another stick figure I've done about five of them on five different pieces of paper and I threw them all in the rubbish. He goes, how do you feel? And I said, yeah, no different, you know? Why, why am I even here wasting my time? You know, or have my hair just so you can get paid, you know? And then just argue with it or whatever. And then she, I just walked out. She told me, hey, come back here, don't, don't leave. And she pulled all the rubbish out of the um, rubbish bin and she opened up all of them and she put them in the line, all the papers, five pieces of papers in the line. And it showed the stick figure at the start, and I was angry. <laughs> I got an angry face on it. And I was like, yeah, what about it? She goes, look at the one at the end. The one at the end had a smiling face. And it, and it was bigger than the first one. And I was like, hey, she looked at me, and she goes, did you know what you were drawing? And I said, yeah, stick figures. She goes, but did you really know what you were drawing? Did you really pay attention to what you did? you draw that face? And I said, yeah, but I don't care. And then I said, well, look at it. So it obviously means something. It's like, this is where you are now, and this will be where you are in the future. Have you ever thought about that? And then she, I looked at it, I was like, whoa, that's, that buzzed me out. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, it hit me, and I was like, oh, well, then I'm sure, I'm sure of it. I'm sure that I'm, I'm going to be better in the future when I'm older. She goes, just hold on, you know, like, you know, life is supposed to be like this. Like, yeah, some kids get it better than you, and whatever, and some, but, you know, like be grateful for what you have because there's some out there who don't have what you have and they wish they did you know so um and it took me a long time to to think like that to be grateful for what i have and you know here i am moaning with my mum and you know for some people don't even have their mum you know and i always think of people who are far less than me and ever since then you know i i, I wanted to make a change so mm -hmm. i went over to australia to live with my sister and then um you know she showed me a different life you know, i came come away from the gang life in new zealand i i knew i wanted this you know i, I deserved better so in australia i got to see a, a life of a fresh view and it was just awesome and i got to speak with people i never thought i could speak to you know i got to learn how to you know pick up new words and stuff read a dictionary and you know enhance my vocab and just be a people person since like Aussies is a you know diverse country a lot of ethnicities in there and I got to make friends and that was a good experience for me and then um yeah I ended up moving back to New Zealand and um 
unfortunately I went back to the same old thing back because the lifestyle in New Zealand never changed and I ended up having to hustle out on the streets and it wasn't drugs or alcohol or anything but it was I used to steal like um I don't know stuff and you know not cars but like and laptops and then I used to make money off it just so I can keep mum fed and I used, to, you know, I used to do that type of stuff for a little while and um, uh, I got into mahi and that stuff and I just, I just still didn't make me happy and um, you know I saw a lot of bros growing up um, take their own lives um, because of the life that they're living and they're not happy with it and you know like it's those days where you know it was, it was, it was a sacred word you know you don't want to talk about suicide no you know yeah, mm. there was the there was the concrete pills era there was the you know harden up bro you know it was that you know being that, that, that kiwi mindset the old bro farts be tough bro don't even you know that's just weaker that's for the weak that's why they give up because they're weak and mm. i just you know and i and that, that hurt me it really hurt me because i was like bro well you don't know my story because you know i felt like that too like i wanted to take my life but no one understood me and if you told me i was weak i'd probably give you a hiding or something but there was me not knowing, you know, I didn't know how to communicate. And that's the thing about our brothers, like, just not, you know, like a lot of the bros going through things, what I went through, the ones who warriors lifestyle, probably even worse. And, and it's just mean to just talk to the brothers and open up. And I've always been that person anyway, to open up to our bros. And because I always care about them and always wanted the best for them, even when, you know, at school days, I used to tell them, bro, don't wag her. It's dumb. Like, let them, let those other idiots go and wag. Let them be idiots. But, bro, we're on to it, you know. Even though things aren't right at home, like, I've still got you, bro. Whatever you need, you know, if you need me to come over or whatever, or come over and have a feed out sometimes, you know. And mm. um, there was just the brotherhood, just trying to keep the, everyone all together. And it was just really hard because I kept moving. So I was moving here, there, everywhere, just trying to survive myself. But growing up, I seen a lot of bros take their lives, and it was, yeah, it was unfortunate. And um, it was a sad. Just I still go visit the bros when I can, and um, go for rides, and drop into the car and see them. And yeah, it's it's a. I haven't really pushed myself to that far of you know edge of the bridge. Now I've never been that far, but. Because I've always, in my mind, thought, you know, there's, a, there's always another day, just today's not the one, you know, like, all good, bro, keep pushing. And mm. um, I ended up, you know, as time goes on, you know, I, I grew older, I, you know, slowly matured, and, you know, I started to settle down and understand the importance of life and, you know, the values of whānau and, you know, and all that stuff. I ended up, um, I ended up getting into social media and um, I called it Bomb Life New Zealand and what Bomb Life New Zealand was about was um, back in 2014 they had a, a national bombing comp in the water and it was in Taupo and um, that same year I started a Facebook page called Bomb Life New Zealand and I don't know for some reason I it just happened to just yeah I was doing bombing as Māori kids do when you grow up, you go do bombs in the water. I was brought up by the water, so we all learned how to do bombs in it. And um, I thought, you know what, I want to go and I want to go and do a, make a bomb life um, Facebook page, and I want to put up all these bombs, uh, bombing videos of all my followers, and um, just share that Kiwi pastime and like you know show who's got the mean skills and 
who's still learning and all that stuff. And um, yeah, I ended up entering into the first national WOM comp and I, um, I took it out. I won the, um, the men's section. And then from that year on, uh, for the next year, they asked me if I wanted to judge. And I said, yep, I'd love to. And they said, sweet, how much do you charge? And I was like, hey, what the hell does when I realised, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can get an, I can get paid from this, and you know my father like, bro, this isn't stupid, bro. This is me now. Like, be smart, bro. Like, you said you hate your job. You said you hate doing. You know, you want to. You're, you're, you're not in the norms. You're, I've always been outside the square. I've, I've, I've never been like perfect and all that stuff. This is something that's like totally you, bro. It's something no one even like knows about or even exists yet. And I said, oh, okay, sweet, I'll give it a go. So I gave them my quote and whatever, um, and they said, yep, sweet, we'll pay it, and they paid for me. And they've been pay, um, they've been uh, booking me in to judge comps every year since, so about four years in a row now, and uh, everything's just been mean. And um, and not only that, I got I got I got um, I got asked to judge all over New Zealand. So yeah, right from Auckland all the way down um, to Wellington, and just you know out east of Portiki and Raglan, Kafia, all that stuff, Tauporo, Tauranga, Tauranga, and um, Matakana Island, and just. Yeah, just a lot of I, I created a, a, a large following over that over the, that um, those years. Started a Snapchat account, and uh, that's when I actually got into social um, motivation. So well, I asked my followers, "Hey, look, if you want to ask me a question, go far away. I'm, you know, I've never done this before, but you know, if you want a yarn, well, I'm keen." And then, um, yeah, someone said, "Ask me a question about life, something about life," and that. Uh, that hit me and it brought me right back to the past of when I was trying to learn about you know how to better myself growing up and I, I spoke it spoke my cordial to them and my facado and that stuff and for some weird reason it just blew up and everyone started to relate to it and be like oh well, I thought I was the only one and I was like yeah me too like what the hell and then everyone else started following me and oh you need to follow this guy this guy's speaking some truth he's seen this and we thought we, we've only seen it and then like over you know people started to come in and more followers come in it stopped being about doing bombs in the water and it started to become a bit personal and i was like well okay well this following is starting to get a bit serious now and this this is starting to actually hit me more personally than anything else like i used to just do things for fun but now this makes me want to care for my people or care for Mm. my followers and i just want them to know that they're not alone doesn't even have to be um, about a sad thing, it can be about a happy thing, they got something to share, I'm keen to congratulate them and all that stuff and um, yeah, it just blew up and then I met other social media influencers at the time and they noticed my cordial and they thought, bro, you're, you're on bro, you're, you're mean, I love I love your, your, uh, your um, you got a mean way to it and I love your cordial and everything about it's just um, it's captivating and it's the same, you're speaking of words of, of things back home that, you know, as this is for Māori and Aussie who miss home and then mm. they're like oh bro i remember those days here yeah, now nah. and that's how I, how I created a large following over in australia and then um i got into instagram and, and that stuff and it just changed the game again they got to see me more and they got to see this this hoary you know walking around those shoes like back when i started instagram this was the era where you had to have a gucci bag or louis vuitton glasses or whatever on <laughs> instagram was bougie as but now you know it's about expressing yourself and being who you are you didn't have to step up to the certain level for people to recognize you and what you've got and that's what made me realize how i mean i'll just be myself 
oh, they let the materials make the man. I just, you know, it's who I am inside. And um, mm-hmm. and that's when my followers started to realize, hey, this fellow's, hey, this fellow's pretty real. Hey, this fellow's, he's not ashamed. This fellow, he's all good. And then, um, yeah, it just it was just, it's just been like that. Like my whole career on social media has just been trying to keep it real and and um, just letting Fano know, you know, especially those in Australia where home is and home's not gonna go anywhere. And, you know, and it's cool when they say, "Oh, bro, you're my hometown," or "Oh, bro, you over here." Oh, I used to go to this school or whatever. So it's a cool way of communicating with them. And um, also, I've stopped a few. Oh, well, I'd love to. I, I don't really call it an achievement. I sort of. I've done my best to stop a lot of people from taking their lives and I can only count on my hands how much that I've saved but there's also been some that have slipped through um, me trying to total for them from my end and they've you know still decided to take their lives which is yeah it's, it's sad it hits me real real hard um, a lot of them I've met personally and then I find out later, or years later, or whatever, that they, you know, and that that really hits me hard. It makes me feel like you haven't achieved anything, and you know, it sucks because having that social media following sort of makes you feel like you're responsible for everyone's mm-hmm. lives, but really you're not. But you try your best to help people wherever you can, and um, yeah, now nah, uh, a few Fano have, um, yeah, sadly been gone and then, um it's just yeah it's tough we just lost a, a cousin just recently about two weeks ago my cousin she um teats she she took her own life recently and it was a bit hard um especially for the whanau because our whanau we hardly have tongue here i don't know we're quite invincible we've lasted for years but this this happened it sort of shocked the whanau we didn't know what to do we didn't you know we, well, especially their father, we knew what to do, but their father, you know, they're not in the city, so they don't really know much about the marae life, so mm-hmm. it was a different experience having to deal with the help the whanau at the same time. They didn't want to go to marae, and they had it at home instead, so it was different. At the same time, it was hard just trying to be strong for your own whanau. Um, you know how how hard it, how much it hurts until it actually happens to your whanau but yeah. you know, it hits you when it's not your whanau but wow, when it's your whanau it's like whoa okay yeah damn and the cousin she always, she always had my back she was always supportive I never had a successful run in social media I've actually been put down so many times by my own people um, you know being called a rip off and all that stuff I've been put in unsought unfortunate situations especially with my um, merchandise shop my clothing i had a manager at the time um, who well, was supposed to help me ended up not posting the orders and uh, ended up taking all my money and i had to rebuild my company about three four times i've been through so much like hard oh man it's just been tough like i could break down now and cry but it's just you know, I choose. I choose to, you know, keep moving, keep keep pushing, and that stuff. And my cousin who took her life recently, she's always had my back ever since. She's like, nah, I believe you, my cousin. You know, I always got your back, and I'm always here. And she she had a mental 
uh, I think she had a year yeah, a, a mental uh, I wouldn't say an illness but she just she found life hard and she had to keep herself moving every single day like 24-7 she had to clean or something she had to keep her mind was too 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 fast and um but she always had my back throughout the years of my social media whereas my other father were hating on me you know and they're like ah oh, you're never gonna you know oh i'm never gonna be this or you're just trying to be that or you're just you know and it just hurt me you know it was like uh, my cousin had supported me so much and it took her life and it just yeah it sucks it really sucks but um just I think social media is it's a blessing and it's a curse at the same time especially being an influencer like it's cool to share your story and and a lot of people can relate and they respect you for that but a lot of people can turn it on you and think of it as, as if i'm you're being a victim and they think you're you know you're just trying to be the man and you know and that's the thing with our people we've got to stop that we've got to cut that I don't know, it's that bloody, where we get it from, it's, it's our people, we're so like that, we don't like to see each other achieve or, you know, stuff like that, and that sort of, that, that can affect a lot of people, like, especially our bros trying to start, and sisters trying to start their own businesses, they're too mm-hmm. scared to, and I tell them, when they ask me for advice, I say, oh sis, whatever you do, just be strong, like, kia kaha, like, you're going to be put into situation, oh, you're going to be, have a lot of people and critics and, 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 and all that stuff and to be strong and push through because social media influences us where God they need counselling the amount of cyber bullies and stuff and people out there that try and put you down and try and shut you down not only online but in person too like I've had people throw rubbish at my car when I'm driving people try and run me off the road people go right up my ass and on the end, you know and just come go to your car and it's scratched up and they try and do everything they can to mentally affect you and to be honest like I can laugh about it but deep down it hurts mm. it straight up hurts like I can be strong and people be like oh just be strong bro and you know hard up you know that's not gonna affect me you know but deep down it's just like bro you don't even know me you don't even know what I went through like uh, just because I have more followers than you what does that mean like like I try as, as hard as much as I can to show you how human I am. Like I'm not. I don't, I don't walk around acting as if, I'm, as if I'm better than you. I don't. I don't brag about anything. If anything, I feel far less than anyone else. But in the humble way, I don't. I don't try and belittle anyone. It's like why me? You know. I always think that. And um, that's that's just the that's the ratchet thing about being an influencer. Is people think you. You know. You're all that when really you're just human you're just like them and um yeah that's just that's just been my whole social media ride in my career is trying to turn this bomb life cope up about doing bombs into living a life that is the bomb mm. really about motivating our people that you know like we all deserve to be happy we all you know, if, if you know, we all deserve success, and 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 um, we have, you know, every right to feel good about ourselves, and don't let anyone put you down, and and just you know, if as long as your intentions are good on anything you do in your life, then I hope all you get all the blessings you do, you know. But to the people who are negative, I got no time for it, you know. But I do see how a lot of haters 
um, I've seen a lot of haters turn their heads around and end up coming um, positive and start to like they're, they're hating on social media but when I meet them in public they're like bro you know you actually you're not bad bro you're, you're all good and I say oh cuz you know I, I don't or what have I done to, to make you so angry and oh I just thought you're an arrogant person and I say cuz it's like can you show me where and they say oh no nah, I don't know I just, it, just, it just seems like that and I said, well bro you know they never judge a book by a cover like mm. you know like don't bro straight up cause I'll you know I'm the type of person I'll take my shirt off my back for you you know I'll, I'll bring you into my fuddy even though I don't have anything but I'll give whatever I can up to my last dollar I'll break it in half I'll try my best and I'm not the only one there's so many of us out here that are willing to help each other and you know and it's just it's been a roller coaster journey on my social media it's been um yeah it's been it's been empowering it's been far it's been negative but you know that's life you know i just take take the good with the bad and all that stuff and keep moving and um yeah i do my best to encourage our our whanau to um live a life that's the bomb and be be happy within themselves and especially being proud being a maori um I'm super proud. I don't care how much haters I get that are Māori. I'm still super proud to be who I am, and I know where I'm from, and that's just encourage. It just strengthens my backbone. It never makes me um, brag about myself, but it does, you know, make me feel proud about who we are, and that's mm-hmm. um, that's the thing. So um, yeah, with with Om Life New Zealand, like I, I I post videos up, they're like hard case ones for for whanau, you know, you come home stressed from work and oh you go see what heads is up to you and oh yeah, that's cracked up ass and you know, stuff like that just to sort of make the day a bit easier for the whanau. And sometimes I do it when I'm stressed, you know, I just wanna you know, and it makes me feel good after and I feel like I'm doing good for our whanau that I'm watching or something cracked up, you know, something that we've all related to, like um you know, like it's cracked on when you when you start to um, uh, what do you call it? Start to engage with, with, with our followers, and it's it's funny as because it sort of feels like you're all cousins in it. Yeah. You, you know, you do funny videos of like at the marae and stuff, and you do funny things, and they're like, "Oh, we do that too," or we, you know, and that stuff's pretty cool. And then you get the <laughs> message you later, and they say, "Bro, thank you for that video, or thank you for then sharing that inspir- inspiring story." Um, because you know, I've been going through this much or I've been going through that or I just lost my partner or I just lost my child and that's when it really hits and I'm like oh no I appreciate it bro thank you for message, messaging me and you know I've got you bro thank you and I hope you stay on the journey and that stuff and um, yeah I've, I've watched a lot of youngins grow up from like 12 following me 12 right up to like 20 now and it's just been mean if, like right from back in the day when fucking Facebook so it's, it's been pretty cool it's been pretty cool watching people grow up and um, better themselves especially coming from where they, they were at the start like oh man so proud of them um, I've, I've even written letters to a follower who went to jail we were 17 first time went in and he messaged me and I still uh, I actually printed his message out and it's up on the wall and it was saying um, bro this is probably the last message I'm going to send you but it's because I'm going inside um, I've, you know I've done something bad but I'm going to try and better myself and come back out and I've written them letters like uh, for about two years now and um, you should be coming out next year and um, just I haven't visited them yet but just to let the bro know you know that hope 
there's always hope and and, and, and like just because you know you've done one a bad thing in your life like it doesn't make you a bad person as long as you you learn from it and you want to better yourself and you just want you know i don't know just for me just to i always want to give give back to my people not just there's maori park here too any ethnicity just want to um you know if i if i i just want to leave a mark behind for people you know like a template for people to choose you know be positive about life and that stuff no matter where you come from mm. what background you know, cause I, I, it's my background and i want people to better themselves so i'd love to i wish if anything i wish i could be a, um be the sacrifice for my people so they don't have to go through what we go through i always think about that like i wish i could just sacrifice myself so the whole the whole world or whatever you know it's just like how they say jesus put his life on the line for you know, to save his people i always think about that too because like i've taken on so much my mind from so many people it's i wish that my mind didn't even exist really i just wish our whanau all had a good it just sucks that you know like a lot of whanau a lot of our whanau are, um you know find it hard to to um or have no way of even seeing their life being better yeah and then they turn into you know the drugs and alcohol and they go down the dark path and then i'm glad i didn't go down there because i knew something in me i was here for a reason mm. and that i knew for some reason that we had to do with inspiring our people and i i'm glad i did but i wouldn't have it any other way and um yeah i'm not the richest man in the world but i've never been about money anyway I've always been about the people being brought up by my grandparents, so that was the positive. Yeah, my dad took me away from my mum, but I was also raised by my grandparents, and that theirs was ah. The in itself. Yeah, that's like very, you know, like you've, you've got to be the chosen one to go to them, to be brought up by them, because they're teaching you things that, you know, they've seen things that we will never see, you know, and mm. and that's humbled me, you know, it's taught me how to live off the land, how to cultivate it, how to you know how to how to live you know kaimana everything and how to how to give and how you know all that stuff and teachings on the marae and man i think i've cracked it really in terms of that knowledge like all my schooling's got nothing to do with that stuff so your life experience hey yeah hard out definitely life experience i learned business through my grandfather because he was the first maori businessman in tawamatu in our hometown this was at a time where Māori weren't allowed to put their names on houses, so they had to marry a Pākehā and use her name. So yeah, this was back in those, those days, and um, yeah, he has been my inspiration, my granddad, especially growing up. Imagine his days, ah, those days back in back then. God. I was just thinking, like, bro, you're. I don't even think I can summarise this, but just wanted to start by saying. You know, sorry to hear about your cousin that passed recently. Mm. I couldn't imagine what that's like, but just a lot of araha for you and your whanau at this time. Mm. But I think um, one of the things I heard really clearly while you were speaking is that it doesn't seem to matter what you go up against, whether it's, you know, from your childhood and upbringing, all the haters and that from social media. Despite all of that, there is obviously some a strength inside of you mm. that 
continues to move forward regardless. And I love that because that's the epitome of hope, that when everybody tries to take you down, you still keep moving forward and have touched the lives of thousands. I mean, I reached out to you because of uh, one of your whānau as well. I remember her telling me uh, about you and she didn't share much of your backstory, but had just said, that you were really passionate about mental health. Anyway, I forgot all about it because it was a couple of years ago. And I thought, oh, I'll reach out, having no idea if you would respond back because, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of influencers, if you reach out, they're busy as well and they have large followings, so they don't always respond back to you. But I was really surprised when you responded back fairly quickly. I was like, oh, well, didn't expect that. But it was a genuine response as well, which is the difference because it's part of who you are. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Um, and everything that you're doing. I know you're going to continue on to do amazing things. And even your story you've just shared today is going to help touch the lives of millions, mm-hmm. I believe. So I'm really, really thankful for that gift Thanks. of your story, Bo. But um, yes. there was one last question I had before we wrap up. Yep. And the question is, knowing what you know now, and I suppose this is, I don't know what age to choose, but looking back on your younger self, knowing what you know now about the life that you've walked. If you could give your younger self as a child about to start school, for example, what advice would you give to younger you? The advice advice I give to my younger self. Remain who you are. Um, You know, look to your past teachings as those will be the, the tools you'll need for the future. Um, be patient. Take your time. Everything happens, you know, um, for a reason. And um, the time will come. Your time will come. And when it does come, um, give it your best by all means. No, leave no stone unturned. Um, you will come across um, harsh criticism. And... Um, And always do your people proud because you uh, are chosen for something. You might not see it now, but it will. It will definitely. It will definitely come. Your time will come. That's what I would say. Oh, and you have definitely been chosen, and your people are proud. I will speak on behalf of our people because I am Maori as well, and I'm very proud of you. I'm so thankful to have you here today to oh, share no. your story, um, your total call and everything, uh, the message that you've just shared with us. So thank you so much. Ngā mihi nui. Mm. And um, if anybody does want to yeah, the link to Bomb Life, so you can see oh, his bro. content because it is crack up as. Um, <laughs> so if you're feeling a bit down <laughs> and you need something to pick me up, check it out, honestly, because it is. It's, I'm not even lying. We were watching some of the videos on the weekend. So check out his site. Um, and yeah, hopefully that helps you along your journey also. Awesome. Thank you for having me, sis. I appreciate it. If you were going through something similar, I would encourage you to reach out. Now that could look different for each and every one of you, but I would encourage you to check out Had's Instagram handle, which is in this particular podcast, to give you a laugh. It could be as simple as something like that, because as we know, laughter is sometimes the best form of medicine.
thank you for listening to the Hashtag Hope Wall podcast with your host, Destiny Davies. Check out our messages on Hashtag Hope Wall via thesolitudeproject.com.